What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It is week 17 championship weekend for most of you. Some of you have like a week 17 plus 18 finals, which I hate. If you're in a league like that, get out of that league. This should be the championship for all of you. So if you've made it this far, congratulations. Uh, we're going to go over all the start sits. I have running backs up right now just because I loaded the page and that's just, I don't know, just the box I clicked. Uh, we're going to go game by game. I know that you guys prefer the other format where I have some of the text on the screen. It's just not possible this week unless I want to be making this video at like 5 a.m. all throughout the night before upload. It just has to be done this way. But we're going to go through some of the news. I'm going to pull up like a Word doc. We're going to kind of just scroll through real quickly. Um, some pretty important news, actually. We could get some some big name running backs not playing this week, which kind of stinks, but we'll go over all that news. Uh, then we'll go game by game. You guys will see kind of on the, the left here, we'll have the, the team at the top that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, there's some some like pretty important injuries that we definitely need to go over. So let's do that first. Um, I'll pull that up right here. Uh, we're going to kind of zip through this uh, because we're going game by game after this. So I'm going to mention all these players. So don't worry if I like hit a player and you're like, hey, like, what's your thought on his exact spot? Like, we're going to look at the rankings after this. But just to kind of go over the general injury news, Dulcic, remember, he left the game last week. Now, they were losing by a billion, so it was a lot easier for someone to leave that game because, let's be honest, they were getting smoked. They weren't going to win. Uh, but it's a hamstring. I believe it's a hamstring. It's a leg injury. Um, DNP, everything I say DNP means through Wednesday, obviously, because you're watching this Thursday morning. I don't know the practice on Thursday. Um, but through Wednesday, has not practiced. Uh, they have nothing to play for, so unless he's 100%, he's not going out there. I would imagine he doesn't go out there. If he does, high end two, they must feel confident in it. Uh, if he doesn't, it's a slight bump to Judy and Sutton, but it's not like Dulcich is going out there for 12 targets a week, right? Like, you probably give, like, one extra target to Judy and Sutton, and the rest just go to the backup tight ends. Uh, none of the backup tight ends become worthwhile, but yeah, keep an eye on that. Just stream someone else if you have them. Aaron Jones, he's been limited recently. He was limited again Wednesday. I think he's going to play, and it's a really tough one because it's like if you have him, you probably have to play him because he's Aaron Jones. He could still go out there on 12 touches, score three touchdowns, and be really good. Um, I would say he's one of the ones where it's like if you went really heavy running back, you have something else, sure, um, but you know, odds are you still just have to start him, which kind of stinks. Tua, I don't think he's going to play this week. Um, it's a terrible spot, too. It's in New England. Uh, their team total is down, kind of suggesting that he's not going to play. Um, I'm projected for exactly two touchdowns. It's a bad spot. And some people ask, like, how big of a downgrade is it going from Tua to Teddy? I mean, Teddy's one of the competent backups, right? He's not, you know, McSorley. We'll say like that. Like, that's not how bad Teddy is. Um, but it's obviously a downgrade. Tua is still better than Teddy. Um, but it's it's like you're still starting Tyree Kill. Waddle's kind of that same thing where it's like, Boom bust with just a lower chance of boom. Uh, but yeah, it's obviously a downgrade. Everyone, especially the running backs, I'll say, because there's less of a chance they're leading, less of a chance that the Patriots are like scared of their passing attacks. They're gonna stop, they're able to stop the run. It's like it's not good for the running backs, definitely. Um, Pollard, a DNP all week. Please watch this one. He plays on Thursday night. You need to know that on Thursday night. Don't like watch the game. Be like, why isn't Pollard out there? You need to check that. You cannot be in the championship and not check if Tony Pollard is playing. Uh, if he misses this week, Zeke is just a must start running back one. Uh, if Tony plays, play him. Like he's just he's just good. Uh, Damian Harris limited again. He's been limited for like a month now. It seems like I have no idea when he's coming back. Uh, but when he does, don't play him. Still play Ramondre. I know Ramondre had a bad game last week, but he's still the lead back in his backfield. Uh, 
Derrick Henry, this is a big one, doubtful. And a lot of people look at that like, what? Like you're in this playoff hunt. It's really just because week 17 doesn't matter for them. Like he's, you know, even if he's not super injured right now, it's like whether they win or lose this week, they don't really care at all. If they win week 18, they make the playoffs. If they lose week 18, they lose the playoffs. I think there's like one far out scenario where something else could happen, but they're looking at this being like, let's get him healthy and then give him 40 carries in week 18. That's what's going to happen. Uh, so Haskins low end two, but it's like not a great spot for the Titans. We know that Malik Willis is bad, like just really, really bad. And so it's a very bad spot. I know that Haskins could step in there and get a ton of touches. Um, if you need to stream him, you can. Uh, Derrick Henry to Haskins is the biggest of drop-offs you can basically have. Uh, Jalen Hurts, DMP Wednesday, he's not going to play again, um, or at least probably not going to play again. Um, I think it's another week of Minshew. You can stream Minshew if you want. And I think whether if you were like starting, obviously you're starting AJ Brown, but if you were starting Devonta Smith before, it's a downgrade going to Minshew, but it's not a big enough downgrade to where you're like, oh, can't start him now. We saw him have you know, a really good game this last week. Um, Lockett, practice in full. I didn't think he was going to play to close out the season, but um, obviously like they need to win to try and make the playoffs. Um, also, don't be worried about this one. Like, he's already said there's no pain. So if he's out there, don't be like, oh, you know, coming off a hamstring, coming off a hip injury, something like that, to where it's like, is he going to be 100%? Look, it's a hand. Like, he's totally fine running his routes and everything. If there's no pain right now, which, you know, no pain right now, we don't really know if he's telling the truth or not. Uh, but if he's out there, just assume that he's getting his normal workload. Maybe I'll drop like 1% or 2% from his catch rate because it was, you know, hand surgery. Um, but I think, you know, just play him if you were before. And if you weren't before, this obviously doesn't make him more valuable having surgery. Uh, so just do what you were doing before, basically. Uh, Alvin Kamara did not practice Wednesday, but it's probably not going to impact him this week. Uh, it was a personal day, a day after he complained about not getting enough touches. So, you know, let's be honest, it probably told him, go home, cool off, uh, come back on Thursday. Uh, we'll see what happens on Thursday. Um, it kind of seems like a situation where it's like, you know, the Saints are like, like who, what else are they doing? You know, like, um, I believe what Landry's done for the season. We already know Mark, Michael Thomas has done for the season. Like he's their offense and it kind of seems like he's hurt because how bad he's playing. But like at the same time, what else are they going to do? Right? Like if they want to win and this dude's complaining, it's like, I don't know. It feels, it feel, feel weird. If there's two scenarios here, one is they're fed up with him complaining. They don't give him as many touches. And one scenario is they're like, okay, We'll feed you. You want these touches? We'll give you these touches, and he gets a bunch of touches. I'm leaning towards that one. I don't know if I'm projected to happen, but if you're kind of looking at this situation, be like, oh no, maybe they won't use him. Like, who, who are they going to use? Then they're going to give Shahid like 50 targets. Like he's all they have, so they kind of have to use Kamara. You're still playing him if he starts. Uh, Colt McCoy not going to start in week, or Colt McCoy is, excuse me, going to start in week 17. Um, obviously, like McSorley stinks, so that's a big upgrade, but it's still. Colt McCoy from Kyler. Big downgrade. Uh, I know it's tough. I just just start Hopkins, start Connor. I, I know it's brutal, uh, but McSorley's like way worse. So the what we've seen recently is worse than we're going to get. Um, another backup quarterback situation. Stidham is starting week 17 and 18. Um, the Raiders are probably going to like cut or trade Carr. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think a team would trade for him. So maybe they'll do something like that. Um, this is bad. Like Stidham's not good. He's not a good quarterback. Uh, but like, obviously, you know, you were probably playing Adams and Jacobs if you made the finals. So keep playing them. You're not just like all of a sudden looking at, uh, Hunter Renfro after one okay game. 
this is a big one, actually. Antonio Gibson, DNP, he's been injured. He's got like a potentially high ankle sprain. He's been ineffective. Brian Robinson's looked a lot better. Like, I think they're just going to feed Brian Robinson this week. I think you're definitely playing him. Uh, and the last two, Christian Watson, DMP, uh, and the Jaguars won't rest anyone this week, which is very good. Um, I don't really know what's going to happen with Christian Watson, so just watch the practice sports on that one. Um, my guess is he doesn't play, but I have no idea. I mean, it's it's Wednesday, so we'll kind of figure all of that out. So uh, let's just go over the games here. Uh, we don't want to just be on running backs, so we'll take that off, and we will look at Dallas first. So for you guys that don't know how to read this, live is the spread. It's a live spread of a Dallas at Titans game. I'm almost a thousand percent sure. Maybe I should just, I'm pretty sure the bottom team is the home one, but let me just uh, verify that very quickly. Um, let's go to the Cowboys schedule this week at Titans. Beautiful. So bottom one is the home team. Dallas at Titans, Dallas negative 12. They are favored by 12. Of course, Tannehill out, Derrick Henry doubtful. Let's be honest, they're not winning this game for the Titans there. Uh, and then total dropped. It opened at 44.5. It is down to 40 because Derrick Henry is not going to be playing. So we're going to have Dallas steamrolling the Titans, um, be able to do whatever they want through the air, then on the ground. You know, it won't be easy, but when you're up by two touchdowns, you just get more volume on the ground. So you're starting Dak. He's going to have plenty of opportunities to score touchdowns, plenty of short field opportunities. Like he could have excuse me, he could have like 25 pass attempts, but throw for four touchdowns. Like, I just think play Dak this week, play CD lamb this week. Um, the other question mark again, like I talked about was Tony Pollard and Zeke. We just don't know right now what that situation is. But like I said, if Pollard is out, you have to play Zeke. He'll be a top 10 running back. If Pollard plays, I think you play him, but it's kind of like a, get a read on the situation. Is he injured to the point where they're only going to give him five to seven touches because they can easily win the game. I don't know yet. And so um, I will adjust the rankings accordingly. You guys can check that, um, you know, before the game, obviously, tomorrow or tonight, I guess, for you guys. Um, only other situations. I mean, obviously, Dalton Schultz, if you've been streaming him, Titans a great matchup. Uh, they're going to be throwing the ball. Absolutely continue streaming him. Um, but it's really going to come down to Haskins, I think, because, like, you're not streaming Malik Willis. Um, Zeke, it's like similar spot to before. If you've been playing him, he keeps scoring touchdowns. If that's been fine for you and you're okay with the production he's been doing, I think it's pretty much going to continue the season. So just keep playing him if you have been. Uh, but Haskins is the one where a lot of people are going to be picking him up off free agency. And it's like, what do we do? It's tough. I mean, I'm pretty sure Hilliard is going to be the third down back. So we're not projecting many touches for Haskins. They're going to be very inefficient on offense because Malik Willis stinks. They're playing a really, really good defense. It's just an awful spot. And I gave him a lot of touches in the projection. Comes out to 11.5. I think if you're in the finals, if you've got two running backs you like, and you've got like uh, two wide receivers and maybe a flex wide receiver you like even more, I'd be okay just adding him, making sure your opponent doesn't play him, and then not playing him. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't have... A fantastic feeling about it when Derrick Henry is what makes this offense and they have a backup quarterback. They're all banged up. I just, it's not a good spot. Um, I probably wouldn't go to any other players. Um, you're not playing Chig. Um, you're not playing Hooper. It's just, you need Tannehill. You need Henry on the offense. You need them to be better. Uh, I should, they're just not going to throw the ball at all. So it's, it's not going to be great there. Next up, we've got Bears at Lions. 
Lions, six-point home favorites. Uh, the total right now is at 52, uh, highest total of the week. Great game environment. Uh, a lot of scoring potential in this game. So when we look at this for fantasy, Fields, quarterback three on the week right now. You've got a trailing game script, but and he's the underdog, obviously, like I said, trailing game script, but a 52-point total. So he's, they've still got a decent team total. I can kind of scroll a little bit to the left here. Their live total is 23. So 23 is like still a decent amount for total. And again, that's like a 50-50. Like half the time, they're going to be higher than 23 points. They can score 27. They could score 30 points this week. And when you think about the offense, you're like, okay, well, he could run for 100 yards and a touchdown. And that's kind of what comes out in the projections. If you've been using fields, I'd keep using him. Same thing for Goff. Um, they have, I believe the highest team total of the week. If not, it's very close to the highest. Um, they're going to score touchdowns. He's been really good lately. They're at home. It's just a good setup. So I, I play both these guys, but obviously like if you have both of them play fields, uh, Moner St. Brown, absolutely be starting him. Cole commence in a great spot. Uh, the lions are really bad at defending tight ends. Again, trailing game script. You've got all these injuries to the pass catchers for the bears. Just play Cole Clement as a great streaming option this week. Um, running backs, a little bit more question marks. You see all four of them kind of here. Um, Montgomery grades out the best just because he got all those touches last week. Herbert came back, um, had some carries, but you know Montgomery maintained that lead. I don't think anyone is playing Herbert this week in the championship, so I would play Montgomery as like a running back too. Um, I think you can play Swift, and then Jamal is like, He's what he always is. He has to score a touchdown to pay off. He, I believe, is still leading the league in touchdowns. Don't quote me on that one, but he's still very up there in the touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he still leads the league. Um, but if he doesn't score a touchdown, he'll have, like, at most one reception. It's just not not great. So um, if you're in, like, a 14-16 team league, you've been kind of riding him, hoping for the touchdowns, sure. Um, for those of you in 8-10-12 team leagues in the championship, if he doesn't score, he's getting you three. So... Got to kind of deal with that. Uh, and then kind of skipped over DeAndre Swift. Wild card. I mean, DeAndre Swift is the ultimate wild card. He's not going to get more than like a quarter of the team carries. He's going to be around 15% of the targets. That's going to give him, what, 10 to 12 touches, a good role in the receiving game. He'll be highly efficient. Um, teams run the ball a ton on the Bears. It's the Texans and the Bears, the top two teams, an opponent rush play percentage. And so... When you look at that, and you're like, okay, well, they're going to use multiple running backs. But if they run the ball a ton, maybe Swift can get up to like 10 carries to go along with five targets. Can turn that into what? Four receptions for 25 yards, uh, maybe 10 carries for 50 yards. He's all of a sudden at 75 yards. He's got some receptions added in there. And if he scores a touchdown, he's worth it. So that's kind of the range I think he's in. Um, I think that makes him like a running back too. Um, it's just going to come down to the touchdown. Can he get in the end zone? But, you know, on a team with 29 projected points, highest total of the week, he's got a good chance of scoring. Um, outside of that, not really in love with anyone. You're not playing any of the pass catchers on the Bears. Uh, and I don't think you need to play the secondary wide receivers. Uh, you don't need to go to the, the Shane Ziltra three-touchdown game. That was a completely absurd that that kept happening. Uh, we are not chasing that spot. Next up, Panthers at Bucks. We've got um, Bucks. Three-point home favorites, which, you know, beginning of the season. And honestly, 
even to, to the point when they were trading McCaffrey, if you told me that end of the year, Panthers, I believe, just need to win out. If they win this game, win week 18, I believe they've won the division, which is completely ridiculous uh, how bad the Bucks have been. Bucks got lucky to win in overtime against Trace McSorley. Like, come on, guys, they're so bad. Uh, but yeah, Bucks, three-point home favorites, which means Vegas is saying they're identical teams as far as talent. Uh, and then a 39.5 point total, very gross game overall. Um, in those gross games, you're not going to get that many secondary options. You're basically only looking at this range up for potential starting options, and then obviously not Sam Darnold. Um, these running backs are tough. Chuba, Foreman, White, they're in that range where it's like, you guys know, I talk about Foreman every single week as he could score two, or he could score 25. Like he really just has so much variance. A lot of that comes with touchdowns because he's got a good touchdown role. But like in those games where the Panthers don't get ahead and they're not able to run the ball 65% of the time, he only gets to like eight or nine carries. And he's not going to be super efficient um, in those games where they're not ahead typically. Um, when they get ahead, you know, he just finds more room to run when he's getting, you know, 15, 20, 25 carries. He has more of a chance to bust one of those. When he's only at eight or nine, he might get bottled up for seven of them. And then it's like, you know, he's only got that extra one carry so he'd break things open. And so you want that positive game script. It's good that in this one, like they're fighting for their playoff chances. They're going to lean on that ground game if it's working. The Bucks probably an overrated run defense this season. So I don't know. I mean, it really just depends on what you have. Um, Foreman slightly ahead of Chuba because he gets slightly more work. Um, both, honestly, been very talented this season. Looked very good. Again, if they get going, like they did last week. I did, I did not project them well last week because it's a, it was a tough matchup. Like, obviously, the Lions have been shutting down probably like six straight weeks. They've shut down every single running back they faced, including very good running backs. And then all of a sudden, we're seeing like... Uh, Chuba and Dante Foreman like leading the league in rushing. Like they were watching the red zone, and they're the two leading rushers at one point in the game. And I was like, Are you serious? Like this this defense has been shutting everyone down. So this rushing offense is really, really good. If they can get up doing that, I think the Panthers can absolutely win this game. And so if you're looking at these two and you're like, I need them for running back two, but you're not grading them out very well in the projection, that's why. It's because this is where they project on average. But if we get into that script where they're running the ball 65, 70% of the time, and they can both approach 20 carries, they're going to shatter those projections. So that's kind of like a, an updated kind of take on why you'll see this, because it's like sometimes they'll score two if they're not getting ahead. But that's kind of my take on there. Um, then White, uh, Fournette. This one's kind of interesting because it's like you look at the split last week at the, like the box score, and you're like, oh, huge split for Fournette. And it's like, yeah, and he was clearly the lead, but... It really is like um, Stevenson and Damian Harris last season where there's alternating drives. They still did that. And so you'd expect on average it to be 50-50. But there were a lot of drives where it was a white drive and just Brady would stink it up. He'd throw like three incomplete passes and they'd be off the field. And then it seemed like a lot on the Fournette drives, Brady would just like hit to Godwin and Evans and like they'd stay on the field longer. That would lead to more touches, more targets for Fournette. And so it looks like the split is really wide but they were still just completely just alternating the drives. And then they'd only change when it was like Fournette had that really long play and he was tired, came off the field for the touchdown to White. But it's like 
that's the situation. So I might even squeeze this a little bit more to get them closer. Um, but I do think Fournette needs to be the lead over White. Um, and then you guys know at this point, Goblin and Evans. Like every week they're wide receiver twos. Evans has not hit um, because Brady has been trash. He's been really, really bad. Godman ahead of Evans. But I, I mean, I think just like if you've been playing them, keep doing it. If you've been benching them, keep doing it. Like keep doing what you've been doing. Nothing's different for them this week. Uh, and then Brady grades out as a low end one because he's going to throw the ball 45 to 50 times. And uh, anyone who does that is going to just fall into 275 to 300 passing yards. And once you do that, your projection is decent. That's really all we can say about this game, honestly. It's it's not going to be a fun game to watch from like a football perspective. Um, it'll only be fun because it means so much, really. But like from a you know scoring perspective, it's not going to be good from that game. Next game, we've got up Denver at the Chiefs. Monstrous, thirteen and a half point spread in favor of KC. Live total is at 45, so like an average outcome there. But obviously, most of those points are on KC. Look at the team totals, 15.75 for Denver. Denver's not projected to score any points. They got embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed last week. That was just like, it was like, like it was painful to watch because like, you know Baker's not good. You know the Rams are not good. And yet they were just shredding the Denver defense. And then Denver goes on offense and just like pick, pick, pick. It's like, what is happening out here? You look at KC, a little bit better than the Rams. So what do we expect from this game? Well, if we look at the Denver side, you're not starting Wilson. You come down here, Latavius Murray's a little bit banged up. I don't know that you're starting him either. Dulcich, we talked about, has the injury. I don't know if you're starting him. And so you're basically looking at Sutton and Judy, and you're like, hey, need him as wide receiver twos. They're probably going to be relatively productive. It'll be a trailing script. They'll get targets. They'll be fine. Uh, they're not like smash plays or anything, but they'll be good. Uh, and then KC, listen, start Mahomes, start Kelsey. That's quite obvious. Pacheco is going to be in a good spot as a nearly two-touchdown home favorite. I think even a tough matchup, lean towards starting him. Uh, and then McKinnon uh, didn't have a great game this last week, but we know that he's still got that red zone role. Um, if Denver can magically score points, then McKinnon is going to be used in the receiving game. He's going to be solid. Um, I mean, they're just they're just both twos. They're basically, do you need them? Um, if you drafted like a robust RB build, you've got a bunch of high-end running backs. Maybe you don't have to. Maybe it's just Pacheco and the flex. Um, but it really comes down to your team for those two. And then like, you just can't play Tony, Sky, Watson, MVS. I don't think I even have Hardman projected right now, but he's going to be playing this week. Um, I honestly think like, it's so tough because... Denver's defense is good. Like objectively, they are a very good defense. They looked awful. But if you just look at the spot on average, I'm not playing any of the KC wide receivers. There's no way you made it to the championship riding the KC wide receivers. Why are you starting that this week against what's a good defense? Now, maybe they've just completely fallen apart and given up and they're just terrible now. But I would say my, my lean would be, you know, Mahomes, Kelsey, running backs, no one else from that spot. Next game up, Colts at... Giants. This game has a 38 and a half point total. We've got the Giants two and a half point home favorites. This is another one that is not going to be fine. I mean, under 40 point totals are just ones that, you know, aren't going to be fantastic games in general. Um, but you're kind of just sticking to your studs. We talk about that all the time where it's like, if you've got games 
that there are not going to be many points scored. That probably means the offenses aren't that great. Um, both these teams are fully capable of running the ball, playing slow, not doing that much. And so, you know, uh, stick to the studs, like I say. So Saquon, obviously start him. Daniel Jones was a good streamer last week. Good streamer again this week. Um, he's going to get that rushing yardage. Um, that's just so good for quarterbacks. You should just be doing that. Um, I wouldn't play Foles. And then it was what I talked about last week, honestly, came true in the sense that I was like, we should probably just avoid the Colts running backs because none of them are Jonathan Taylor. The offense stinks. Uh, they're not going to be winning. And so you don't play those running backs. Now, I thought they'd rotate. And if they rotated, it would have been a perfect outcome because it would have been like right, right perfect with the projection. They didn't. Uh, Moss did everything. And he still stunk. So um, if they do choose to ever rotate in Dion or Wilkins, you definitely need to avoid this team. Moss projects at 24 right now because I'm giving him like all that workload. But understand if they fall behind again, which they're projected to do five and a half point dogs on the road, he's not going to be a good play. Um, the one saving grace is that the Giants are a pretty good matchup. And at five and a half, um, just look at this game in general. There is still a chance that this game is competitive and they're leaning on Moss. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it's like stream Daniel if you need to. Play Saquon. If you gotta go to this range of Slayton, Hodgins, Richie James, you can do it. Hodgins in particular looked good last week. Um, it's just a spot where it's like, you know, Indy still has a quality pass defense. I still don't, I think Daniel Jones is, is you know, good in fantasy, but I don't think he's going to throw for 300 yards this week. It was a great spot last week. This week, I don't think it's going to be uh, the passing number. I think it's going to be more the rushing. And so they're fine, but you're in the championship. Odds you need to start a lot of players in this game, minimal. Next up, we've got Jacksonville at Houston, um, a game that could have been important. But um, as we kind of talked about before, this game doesn't matter for the Jaguars or the Titans. And so we... <sighs> They, again, they said they're not going to bench people, but we could still see, you know, a little bit of like protected usage. Maybe I'm projecting ETN a little bit too high because what if they're like, well, we need to win next. So you don't need to give ETN 25 touches this week. Why don't we mix in Hasty? Why don't we mix in um, Snoop Connor? I believe Snoop Connor uh, back up there. Maybe. So. I want to like read some reports, kind of see what's happening there, um, and then I'll you know adjust the rankings. But right now, I mean, I mean it's a smash spot at Houston, uh, good favorites there. Um, but honestly, I think if if we were hundred percent confident they're playing everyone the whole game, would it be four and a half points? Maybe not. I don't know if I said that. Um, road favorites or Jacksonville four and a half point favorites. Um, but yeah, I mean no, nothing's different really in this spot um, than we've seen for Jacksonville. One thing is that the Texans are a really really bad matchup for wide receivers. So Evan Ingram, good streaming option. Um, honestly, not even streaming option at this point. He's just like a tight end one at this point. Um, and then ETN, that's kind of where I expect the production. Um, Trevor Lawrence, fine to stream. But, you know, if you were playing Kirk before, I think keep doing it. If you have to play Zay Jones, keep doing it. Um, it's, again, expect a little bit worse than average because Houston is like a good matchup. And then you also consider maybe they do rotate in other players. Um, and then for the Texans, don't don't play anyone. Like if you have to play Brandon Cooks, fine. If you have to play Royce Freeman and pray he scores a touchdown, fine. Um, I, I just don't suggest you play any of them. Next up, we've got the Cardinals at the Falcons, another low 42 point total. And then we've got three and a half point home favorites for the Falcons. 
First thing that jumps off the page, Tyler Algier. He's kind of taken over. We had talked about this when we talked about Cordell Patterson and draft seasons being like, Patterson probably going to start the season hot. If he stays healthy, probably going to be good most of the year. But it doesn't make sense for them to, at the end of the year, use him unless, you know, Algier turned out to be terrible and, you know, maybe they were still competitive towards the end of the season, but not competitive anymore. Um, Algier looks really good. And so, like, why would they use Patterson? Then we see last week the shift happens. This is Algier's backfield. He's going to get a ton of touches. If you have Algier, play him this week, uh, especially as a home favorite uh, on a team that won't run the ball unless they start to get bit down by like 20 points. So play James Conner, play Algier. Um, like I kind of said before, play, uh, you see Amari Cooper there just because he has ARI in his name. Um, then I put ARI in the search bar. For those of you who didn't get that. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, play him. Um, that's kind of it though. Like I don't think um, you need, like Drake London is fine because Arizona is kind of like falling apart a little bit, obviously, with um, you know Kyler being missing now, missing a ton for the year with the torn ACL, um, and Drake London's like a great wide receiver talent, having a very very good usage rate, a uh, great target share. So if you gotta play him, um, not the end of the world, low end wide receiver too. Um, it's just not a game script where I'm expecting him to go off. If they can build this lead, they're going to run the ball like 60% of the time. And so he's going to need a 50% target share because also Desmond Ritter's not that good. I'm mean, probably honestly have him over projected right now at 15.2. So if you have to with Drake, fine. Uh, and then also Dorch, I would not expect last week to happen again. I'm probably going to change the projections a little bit for him, dump him down. Um, apparently, Marquise Brown was late to a meeting. And so assuming he's not this week, I would expect some of those plays that were designed to Dorch to go to Marquise Brown. Now, I don't know why they haven't been using Dorch. They were using, I mean, the the Cardinals are idiots. I mean, they're just, they're a horribly run organization. The coaching, coaching staff has absolutely no idea what they're doing. I don't know why AJ Green was going out there and running a billion routes, getting very few targets because he wasn't separating and then catching none of them. And that the coaching staff looks at what Dorch does and doesn't think, hmm, maybe we should have him on the field ahead of A.J. Brown. Or A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Green. Obviously, if they had A.J. Brown, they should play him. But it just didn't make any sense. And so I don't want to look at this and say, oh, this coaching staff is going to do something smart because I have no idea what they're going to do. But Hopkins will be on the field a ton. I would imagine Marquise Brown gets more design looks next week. And they continue using Dorch, but not to that same degree. And when you have, um, now I've McSorley projected and I'll project in Colt McCoy. Um, when McCoy is entered into the lineup, they can do a little bit more with him because he's not as bad as McSorley is. And so I would expect Hopkins to increase in production, Brown to increase in production, and Dorch not to have that monster game that he had last week. Next game up, Miami at the Patriots. We kind of talked about this one. A little bit before with uh, Tua very unlikely to play. They'll probably have Teddy this week. Um, I think I might have Teddy projected a little bit too high as well. Um, but yeah, Patriots two and a half point home favorites right now. 41 and a half point total is so a lower total this week. Obviously play Tyree Kill. I think you're just playing Stevenson. I know he had a bad game last week. I think you still play him, especially as a home favorite in a game they obviously need to win. Um, don't play Mac Jones. Don't play Teddy Bridgewater. Um, if, again, with Waddle. If you've been playing him, you like using him in the flex because he's got that upside, continue doing that. 
Um, if you haven't been playing him, there's no reason to switch to him now that his quarterback is injured. Then uh, the only one that I'd play besides that is Myers. Um, and even then, I, there's just no upside with that play. So I'd probably keep Myers on the bench. I know he projects at 23, but his variance at 23 isn't that high. He's probably going to be in that general range. He's not going to spike. Uh, I mean, so he had the spike last week, but it came in a Hail Mary. It came in a Hail Mary that someone batted down and he happened to catch. That's not repeatable. He doesn't have high upside on normal outcomes. And so I'm not in love with playing him. Uh, Bourne was featured last week, but I mean, I thought they would do that all season. I thought that they would give him more design looks, end arounds, screen passes. They haven't been. So seeing that happen for one week is enough to like convince me to start him, especially in the championship. Uh, and then with a backup quarterback against a great defense on the road, I don't think you can play Jeff Wilson or Mostert, um, and that I would I just wouldn't play anyone else. You're not playing Thornton. You're not playing Hunter Henry. Uh, it's pretty easy beyond that. Next game up, Cleveland at Washington. Uh, Commanders obviously there. Uh, Commanders, two-point home favorites. They'll be playing Wentz this week. They're benching Heineke. Uh, Four-and-a-half-point total, another low-point total there. For the Browns, play Nick Chubb. Um, he said that um, I be- the Browns are eliminated, right? I believe they're eliminated from playoff contention. Um, he said he's playing week 17, week 18. He's not considering getting benched. Do they give him fewer touches? Maybe, but it's Nick Chubb. He only needs one touch. Um, I just, I think you have to play him. I couldn't see myself benching him. Um, I wouldn't play Watson. Um, Amari Cooper's in the similar stance to Waddle, except his quarterback is playing this week. So I would probably play Cooper if you've been playing him. Um, commanders are interesting. Again, like I said, uh, if Gibson is out or going to be clearly limited, like Brian Robinson is getting a lot of touches. He's one where like I, I would find a way to play Brian Robinson this week. I really don't even I don't even care if, if Gibson plays. Like just just try and play Robinson this week. He's in a good spot. He's a home favorite. They gotta win. They like him. He's gonna get the red zone touches. He's played a lot better recently. Like I I just think play him if you got him. Um Terry, you want Heineke at quarterback for the really big Terry games. Uh for some reason Carson Wentz doesn't like Terry McLaurin. Um, it's good news for Dotson. It's good news for Curtis Samuel that we have Carson Wentz quarterback now. Um, but I think still play Terry. And if you've got to play Dotson, like he's a first round rookie. He's very clearly talented. He's had some really good games when healthy. I don't know. I might increase his projection. Um, I like him a lot. I don't think you need to play him, but if you like, don't have someone else that you really like, totally fine playing him. Next up, Saints at Eagles, 44 point total Eagles, six and a half point, almost one touchdown. Home favorites, even though, again, Hurt's probably not going to play. You're probably going to have Minshew again. Um, play Miles Sanders. He's projecting. I didn't even see this. To be honest, Like I, I went through the projections all day today. Uh, well, all day after driving five hours. Um, I went through all the projections. I didn't look exactly where everyone was ranked. Um, I just kind of went through and gave what I thought. Uh, I did not see that Miles Sanders is currently at two. That's probably going to have to change. Uh, it could just be a, a down week for running back. Um, but... I don't know if he'll finish two, but he'll finish his running back one. He's getting clearly like all the early down workload. I don't think he got any targets last week, but um, not necessarily going to hold long term. Uh, and you got to think um, when I do the projections, right? Normally you've got Jalen Hurts in there and I give him like a 35%, 40% like touchdown share of rushing touchdowns. If they run for a touchdown this week, it's probably Miles Sanders. And so it's weird to kind of look at that and say it's a benefit. It's still a negative because if Hertz was out there, they'd have a higher team total. They'd score more touchdowns. And so he'd be on the field more. He'd be more efficient. He'd have a higher chance of being in the red zone. 
But when you look at it and you're like, well, Jalen Hurts isn't there to steal three rushing touchdowns, just gives him a better chance of having a good game. Uh, Miles Sanders, bad game last week. I expect a good one this week. Uh, and then Brown, Devonta, like I said before, play AJ Brown. If you've been playing Smith, keep playing him. Um, I don't know why. There must be something weird with New Orleans where I like mistyped Philly on the other side. Where's New Orleans players? Pitt. That's what it is. Uh, so I got to change that. Um, but I'll do that obviously after this video, um, for the saints, not a lot. Um, and I also, I don't know what the injury reports are. So like, I don't think you play Dalton. I think you play Kamara if he plays. I don't know if Olave is playing. We know Landry's done for the year, so he's not going to be out there. I'm not playing all those extra wide receivers. So if Olave plays, play him. If Olave doesn't play, Shahid's going to project well. He was tougher last week. Like, he was a fringe option last week, but the weather was so bad he didn't project well. Like, Shahid looks good. He's explosive. Um, so he only needs like three or four catchers to have a really big day. And let's be honest, if Olave's out and Michael Thomas is out and Landry's out, like, who else do they have that's good? The answer is no one. So um, I think Taysom Hill is a fine streaming option at tight end. And you can play Shahid if Olave is out. If Olave's in. It's not as great, but it's still fine. And I'm kind of projecting Olave like questionable right now. If Olave's confirmed in, Olave's going to jump up to like maybe 20, somewhere around there. Uh, and then Shahid will be closer to like 35, something like that. Um, and then Juwan Johnson, honestly, like just play Juwan Johnson this week. Um, he's a really good streaming option at tight end. Next up, we've got the Jets at the Seahawks, New York Jets. Um, Jets, two-point road favorites. Another low, 42.5 point total. Pretty much every total is low this week, as it always is. This season, it feels like. Um, running backs, Walker, play him. He's Ken Walker. I know it's a really difficult matchup against the Jets, but he's Ken Walker. Play him. Zonovan Knight crushed everyone's dreams probably the last, like, two weeks. Um, but Mike White's back. So that's the positive. Um, I'll say I'm not, like, super excited about Knight, and that's why I'm projecting, you know, I mean, 24. Like, you're in the championship right now, right? Like, if you're watching this video in the championship, maybe you just don't have to look at the running back 24. Um, but, like, Mike White is so much better than Wilson and obviously better than, uh, what was that guy? I don't even remember his name. The, the quarterback they brought in that was running, like, read option every play. Like, that was fun to watch. But, like, let's be honest, Mike White is so much better than these two. And that just helps the ground game when the defense actually has to respect the pass when you're actually staying on the field potentially scoring touchdowns it just helps the running back so i think he's still like a low end two to like a kind of a flex play um i wouldn't play any other jets running backs uh, and then no other running backs obviously in the game um right now mike white not projecting amazingly um maybe i'll kind of fiddle with the projections there but he's not coming out that great streaming option and then gino i know he's home but uh, against the jets i don't know if, if you've got to play him sure but it's not a great spot there um garrett wilson it's a bad spot. Seattle's a bad matchup for um, wide receivers, but it's Garrett Wilson. He's like, he's not a superstar, but he's like already very, very, very good. Uh, and Mike White, big upgrade. I think you got Garrett Wilson, play him. I think play Metcalf if you've got him. I know it's a brutal matchup and he's only at 26, but he's got good upside. He'll be on the field a ton. They got to win. Uh, they're projected to be trailing. They're at home. Like there's a lot of factors still in his favor, even though the Jets are really good on defense. So I'd play him. And then Lockett, like I said, same as before. If you've been using him when healthy, I think keep doing it even in the really difficult matchup. If you haven't been playing him, don't play him in his first game off the injury. Uh, and then you don't need to look at anyone else. Next up, we've got San Fran at the uh, Raiders. We've got eight-point 
road favorites for San Fran, 43 and a half point total. Um, it's kind of what I talked about before. Like we've got Jert Stidham at quarterback. That's a huge downgrade to everyone. Play Jacobs, play Adams. But if you've got to play Waller, fine. Don't look to secondary options, especially you've got a backup quarterback who's not good against the 49ers. It's not a good spot there. Uh, and then for the 49ers, if you've got to stream Purdy, fine doing that. Um, obviously McCaffrey, number one running back this week, even if he loses touches, like he's a great play, obviously play him, obviously play Kittle. He's been going off recently. And then Ayuk had a good game last week. It's a good spot this week. The offense is going to run through those three. I think if you've got them, play them. Next up, Rams at the Chargers. We've got here a 41 point total. Chargers are six and a half point home favorites. Um, for quarterbacks, I know Baker did well last week. We're not playing Baker. Play Justin Herbert if you've got him. Um, running backs, play Eckler. I think just play Cam Akers. Um, really, really good usage. He looks good, honestly. Like, he didn't look good to start the year. Didn't look good late last year. But Cam Akers has looked really good recently. So play Cam Akers if you have him. Uh, at wide receiver, play Keenan Allen. He's getting like a billion targets every week. Uh, Mike Williams is like an upside play. Um, obviously, if the Chargers get up a lot like they did last week, they don't need to consistently use him. And he, you kind of want a trailing game script for Mike Williams, but he's a good player. Um, he's got a downfield role, a red zone role. I think if you need to use him in the flex, I'm totally fine doing that. Uh, and then at tight end, Everett, I don't even think he had a target last week. It's tough to play him when you've got uh, Eckler healthy, you've got Keenan Allen healthy, you've got um, Mike Williams healthy. Like You've just got all these players that are going to get so many targets, Everett just kind of falls to like third, fourth in the target share. Not a great play, but Higby went off last week. So if you've got to stream Higby, fine doing that. Um, it's not a good matchup. And he had what, like 10 and 27 yards in two games before last week. So he's still like a questionable streaming option to where like, don't expect last week to happen again. If he goes out there and has three for 30, you got to be like, yeah, I mean, he's Higby, his quarterback is Baker. They've got like a second team offense right now. That makes sense. Um, but clearly, I mean, last week shows he's still got uh, a very high ceiling. So if you have to go there, totally fine doing that. Next game, the last four o'clock game is going to be Vikings at Packers. Packers, three point home favorites. They need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then uh, 48 point total in this game. Uh, wide receiver, play Jefferson. Play Christian Watson if he plays. I'm projecting him in right now, and it's such a good spot. If he was healthy, I mean, this is a nuke. Like, this is a eruption spot. This is a, like, hey, maybe we didn't make the playoffs. Maybe he didn't have a full year, but he could have dropped if he was fully healthy in this game. Like, you know, like a, a six for 120 and two, and we're looking at him next summer. Like, where do we rank this kid? Because he's got so much upside. If he's got this injury, I don't really know if we're going to give him a full projection, but we will see. Um, if he's out there, I really think you should be starting him. If he's not out there, Lazard's going to look like a really good play. Dobbs will kind of jump into like flex consideration because they're probably going to um, like. It's weird because I don't know if the Vikings need to like do anything this week. Um, I think their spot is like relatively locked in, and so that's kind of why you see this home favorite here because the Packers need to win. The Vikings really don't need to, and the Vikings are like an extremely overrated team. Um, but you think about like Rodgers wants this game to like lean on him if they're going to make the playoffs. And so again, if Watson is out, Lazar's going to be a good play, and Dobbs is probably going to be a good play 
as well. Um, and looking at the Vikings side, it's just everyone you normally play. Play Hawkinson, play Dalvin Cook, play Jefferson, play Christian Kirk, or Christian um, Kirk Cousins, uh, and then don't play anyone else. If you had to play Thielen, I guess it's fine, but I wouldn't play anyone else. Um, and then the running backs are kind of what we talked about before. If Aaron Jones were to not play, obviously play A.J. Dillon. And then if Aaron Jones plays, this is where I have him, 19 and 23. It's really going to come down to who scores. Um, but I honestly think the Packers are going to do pretty well on offense. Vikings, um, not a good defense. Um, I think they can be winning and lean on these running backs at times. I think you play both if uh, if you got them. The Sunday night game is going to be Steelers at Ravens. Uh, only an important game because... The Steelers are trying to not have a losing season under Tomlin. I believe that's still alive after beating the Raiders this last week. Um, they do not want to lose this game. So they're going to be playing really hard. Uh, we've got two and a half point home favorites for the Ravens. 35 and a half point total. Be aware of that. That is a very low total. These team totals are what? 16 and a half and 19. Um, we're not projecting very many points for either of these teams here. Uh, and that kind of is reflected in these rankings. You're not playing Huntley. Um, no. Yeah, yeah, because remember, we have the stupid Pittsburgh with the um, other team in there. But don't look at the Saints players here. Um, actually, we can put we can probably put Baltimore instead. That's what we'll do. Now we got everyone. But don't play Huntley. Don't play Pickett. Um, if you got to play Najee, if you got to play Dobbins, fine. Dobbins, another one of those players that if he doesn't score a touchdown you know every week he's going to be in that 15 or like 13 to 15 carry range. You pray he has a target on average. If he doesn't score a touchdown, that's like five or six, eh, probably like six or seven full PPR points. Um, maybe he busts a long run, maybe he scores a touchdown, but on average, he's not going to have that great of a game. Um, but if you've got to play him and you want to capture that upside, cause he's still, you know, he could still have some, uh, like a long run, a long touchdown run. Um, you can play him, but he's not going to project out very well. And then the Steelers' offense has just not been good. Pickett, I mean, he's trying his best, but he, he's still a rookie. Um, he's surrounded by a lot of talent, so it's like if he was a high-end prospect, maybe he'd be doing really well, but he's not that high-end of a quarterback prospect. Uh, and so Deontay's suffering, Pickett's suffering. Deontay doesn't even have a touchdown this season. Um, Pickett's got the touchdown late last week, but they're both like flex players. If you got to use them to flex, you can do that. Uh, otherwise... It's just not really worth playing a lot of players in this game. And then Pat, if you have to stream him, that's fine too. Final game this week, Bills at Bengals. We've got uh, just a one-point spread last time I checked. Okay, one-and-a-half point now. Uh, one-and-a-half point in favor of the road team, the Bills, uh, and then 49-and-a-half point total overall. Just play everyone. Play for quarterback, play Allen, play Burrow, wide receiver, play Chase, play Stephon Diggs, play T. Higgins. If you've got to play Gabe Davis in the flex, that's fine. You can do that as well. Uh, running backs, play Mixon. Singletary and Cook are a little bit more difficult because they're going to split a lot of those touches. Um, definitely a chance that neither one of them has that great of a game. Definitely a chance they both have a really good game. Uh, they're just kind of like low-end twos. You know, if you got to play them, uh, you're a little bit weak at that spot. It's still fine. Um, but, you know, they project 31st and 34th. Uh, not that fantastic. And then Knox, you know, pray for a touchdown at tight end. That's really all that he is. So uh, that was probably a pretty long video. I don't know exactly how long that was, but uh, good luck to everyone this weekend. Again, I will update 
the projections. Um, I'll keep going with like, I haven't checked honestly weather news yet. I'll add in the weather news. Um, I'll keep track of all these injuries. So I'll update that. But please, for those of you who have like Tony Pollard, please check if he's playing tomorrow night uh, and obviously play Zeke if he is not playing. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button? How about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.